Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to add some spice to your nooner. Nooner. <laughs> Funny. This is the place where big-time guests, bold opinions, and little cute doggies come together. This, this is Rothman and Ice. Sponsored by Pella Columbus. Windows and doors that go beyond. All right, welcome back aboard. Glad to have you with us. We start the week with you as always. Rothman and Ice, Anthony Rothman, Matty Ace Hayes, and CB. Boys, good to see you. Oh, man, it's great to see you, big dog. Great to see you. How was the weekend? Outstanding. Hunkered down. You know, I wasn't feeling my best on Friday, but I rallied. A little flu game? This weekend. A little Jordan nah, flu know, game? Nah, I don't know if it was a flu. I hope it wasn't. Well, me too. Um, exactly. <laughs> well, how you feeling? I feel great. All right, I good. Great, then we're all good. Um, so, no, it was good. I knew the games were on, and you knew you were going to be hunkering down for those, and they all fairly lived up to their hype outside of the Texans, which, ironically, that game's 10-10 after the punt return. You're like, man, I, this team will not go away. Yeah. And then I think the most disappointing, I, I'd like to, you know, I was trying to think, you know, ranking just from a fandom, from a heart standpoint, whatever, teams I wanted to win. You might find this very difficult to believe. Okay. As a Viking fan, that I was actually hoping the Packers were going to do it. Really? I, yeah. At that point, I'm like, go get it. Really? You're, yeah. Okay. You're cause, leading because here's the deal. Yeah. I had in the back of my mind. That when Detroit won, not if, when, the fact that the Lions would be hosting an NFC title game made my brain explode and I kind of wanted to see it. And as a Viking fan, maybe that would put pressure on Minnesota to watch Green Bay and Detroit Mm -hmm. be in an NFC title game. Mm -hmm. Maybe that would shake the room a little bit there in the Twin Cities. Kind of like three straight losses to Michigan is shaking the room over there at Ohio oh, yeah. State. Absolutely. Best team money can buy. Here we go. We're going to buy our way out of this, and they will. <laughs> and so I just felt like that was the most disappointing. But then we got to last night. Well, real quick, because the Packers yeah. almost pulled it off, too. Just real quick, just want to talk about that for All a right. second, because Jordan Love came into the game playing tremendous football, and for the most part, I thought he was pretty good, but just made that awful mistake that quarterbacks have learned since they were five years old not to do. We talked about it to start the year with Kyle McCord in the game at Indiana, throwing across the field, back to the middle of the field. I don't know what he was thinking, but that was it. He doesn't think in those situations. I I know. It was so unfortunate because all they needed was three to send it to overtime. But Brock Purdy and company are moving on, man. But I, I, I wanted it for Jordan Love because I do like how yeah. their season has turned around. And after all the kind of crap he had to deal with, that wasn't really his fault when he got drafted. To see him kind of come out on the other side, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed that, that story the second half of the year. I remember earlier this year, me calling him out earlier on situational football. It has nothing to do with talent. Yeah. Nothing. There's a reason. There's a difference between Mahomes and Allen. There is. When it comes down to winning football at the end. And it's not like Allen hadn't been playing well. He had. Now, those situations are a little bit different. And then I felt like the Bills here, you're on the, you're, you're almost in, you're in field goal range. So there's a little bit of a difference to me in Allen taking that shot 
versus checking down and getting Bass a closer shot. There's a little difference. Uh, Love is on his own 36-yard line with under a minute to go. All right, so there's a little difference in, hey, we got to make something happen Mm -hmm. here. We need a field goal, but we're on our own 36. The difference is that he knows he's got two timeouts, and he knows it's first down. He made that play. Love throws that pass like it's the last play of the game. It's a young mistake, man, by a young quarterback. And so there is a difference to me between the mistake that Jordan Love made and I guess if you want to call it a situational mistake for Josh Allen, but I'll tell you what goes to my mind for Allen. I think this, in his head, first of all, there's going to be time left for Mahomes. We probably need a touchdown to beat them, not a tying field goal. I think that all goes through their mind. I think it went through McDermott's mind because McDermott admitted to his own team by running a fake on his own 30 with DeMar Hamlin. And by the way, it's fourth and five, not fourth and a yard. So if you're handing, you're asking the guy to what, get nine, ten yards on a was. run? Yeah, I don't know what that was. It would have been one of the most emotional things because it was Hamlin. It would have been ridiculous. Sure. No one would, you wouldn't even, the stories that would have been written if he was the one that energized them yeah. on that. It's now, too risky for my liking. Of course it Way is. Too risky. And they got away with it because Poyer knocks it out from Hardman. And here we go. We have a fighting chance. By the way, Hardman had a rough night. He cannot hang on oh to the ball, goodness. man. There are certain guys, man. It's just like an icicle. I, uh, goodness. Uh, James Cook, same way, in a way, you know, just trying to just get to the ground. Yeah, safely, I know. But, that Buffalo team, this, this yeah. has to be really, really frustrating because they've run into this Kansas City team now multiple times within the last handful of years and they just can't get no. by this team. And you look at some of the mistakes that were made and one of the mistakes that they got away with was that fumble from Josh Allen that they recovered. That was a big sigh of relief for Buffalo. I thought for the most part, Josh Allen was balling, man. He was making great throws, great runs. I mean, that one touchdown throw he had in the corner of the end zone late in the game was tremendous, but he really missed. I think it was what Shakir in the back of the end zone on one of those last plays. To well, that where, was the one where he got stepped on. He didn't right. take the underneath. That second down. That's that's the one that's open. That's that's the play you gotta have when you're going up against yeah. 15 in the Kansas City Chiefs. But the Kansas City Chiefs have been a massive question mark all year on offense. And yesterday, I thought collectively was one of their better games between Pacheco and then you saw MVS making some nice plays, man, on the sideline, had one across the middle of the field that went towards the left si- left sideline. Their receivers have let down Pat Mahomes all season long, and you didn't get much of that at all. And you had Travis Kelsey looking like the Hall of Fame talent again yesterday. I mean, she scored two touchdowns last night. Prior to that, the dude didn't have a touchdown since week 11. So they really had everything clicking. And when that Kansas City team... Chiefs team shows up, you can't have some of the mistakes that Buffalo had because your margin for error is just so thin. Do you agree with me that Allen was in a mindset of what winning teams like to be in a mindset of, and that's we are playing to win, not tie this game. We know Mahomes is going to beat us if we give him a minute, and we have to get the touchdown, and they played so aggressive at the end by not taking any of those underneaths To at least get a first down. Because remember, it's not just playing for a field goal. You get a first down there, you can take a better shot to the end zone. Mm -hmm. So where are you on the Josh Allen decisions there on second and third down? I'm not mad at it, and I wouldn't be surprised 
if what happened to them in Kansas City a couple years ago with that 13 seconds game played a factor into that thought process. We're not beating like, them in overtime. We don't want to take yeah. it to extra time because of what happened to us in the past. Like, I would love to ask those guys and Josh Allen and their, and uh, who's their offensive coordinator right now? Guy that was at LSU. Joe Brady. Joe Brady. Did some of that creep into your mind at that portion of the game? Because for me, it would. Because when you're dealing with Mahomes in Kansas City, you want to limit their at-bats. Why do you think McDermott went for it on the fake punt? He admitted, we're not stopping them. So I'm in a different mindset right now. Listen, it was a great game. They lost to a great team. Mm -hmm. This wasn't that they fumbled the ball away or made so many mistakes that they should be, you know, not getting out of bed today. It, this was the heavyweight fight we thought it would be, but the difference was they finally got him at home. And we we always think that that place is going to be a difference maker, and so far it hasn't. And it I, it's a big reminder for me. It's a complete different. I mean, Green Bay's on house money. That's a nine win team. Sure. They're going against the number one seed, but they had him on the ropes. You'd like to see a young team maybe throw a knockout punch. I mean, I'm. I'm texting uh, a Packer fan, and I'm saying that you score points here, it's over. Like that, they had the ball, they had it. I mean, they're up, and they got a chance, and then they miss a kick that could have put them up seven. Mm-hmm. Now, do they win in overtime? I don't know. Does Shanahan go for two? Probably not. He's the better team. If he ties it, and they're down, so he probably tries kicks the extra point. They try to win in overtime. But my my uh, heartbreak for the Bills. I, maybe because I'm a Viking fan and I've been it, I've been through this. I've been so close, knowing that something weird or bad's going to happen, and I I can identify with them. I empathize with them, and so I feel like that was their biggest chance. Doesn't mean they'll never get back there again, but it's just one of those things that you got the ball, you got a chance, and I think that's why Josh Allen decided to not keep kind of methodically moving the ball down the field. Think about Brady. Think about Mahomes. Think about Montana. Think of the greatest that have ever played this game. Manning. On these game-winning drives, Maddie, they rarely take the big shot. They rarely do. They dink and dunk you, and you know it's going to be death by 50 cuts. Smart, efficient football. It is, and I feel like Allen... He's a gunslinger. Away from it. He's a, that's his. That's been his thing since he left Wyoming. Well, this coach is, that. In. Coach I him. I don't think you can coach it out of At guys. At the end, you couldn't say to him, "Hey, I, I going honestly down, believe we're tying the game, and we're going to win this in overtime, or we're going to get you a shot in the red zone." Ar, it's like asking a home run hitter to late in the game to shorten up, choke up on the bat, and try to hit a single. These guys aren't what wired. If we that got way? a guy at third with one out. These guys are not wired that way. And you can beat it in their brains all you want, but when that adrenaline starts to flow, I think more times than not, who you are and your muscle memory is going to take over. And we've seen this from Josh Allen, and it can really take you to some elite heights. It can. But that kind of wild, wild west style of play that he can get into every once in a while can hurt them. Mm -hmm. So now I think the question for Buffalo is, what do they do at head coach? Because now that you have Sean McDermott that continues to run into this brick wall. Now, look, it is a dynasty in Kansas City. So it's not the easiest thing to do to get over a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame quarterback and a Hall of Fame tight end and just a great collective of talent, which Kansas City has had. So I wonder where Buffalo was going to go, because I think you have to try and 
and tweak some things, man, to get past this team. Because we know Kansas City ain't going anywhere. And I saw today that now you've got Josh Allen's contract really kicking into high gear with the amount of money that he's going to make. Now you're entering that $45 plus million dollar, uh, cap hit every season. So your financial wiggle room is obviously going to go the other way. So the pressure is going to continue to ramp up time and time again for this Buffalo team. We know they're great, but eventually you got to be able to punch through this ceiling. And I know it's easier said than done, but when you have that type of quarterback, you got to find a way. No, they made their bed now. They're they're in. They're in. They extended McDermott this summer. They extended Bean. They're they're. I I don't think there's much you can do about it. I don't know the the financials, but when you extend both your guys as a pair through 2027 in the summer, that's. I mean, I they didn't know Bill Bel- they didn't know Bill Belichick was going to get fired essentially, but or Vrabel would be available, but. No, I think that they ran into a, a better team and they lost by three. I, I, I'd i have a hard time, I guess, blowing that up in a way. But you bring up a good point. I just think the timing, you know, timing in life is everything. Yeah. I think that's a bad one. Uh, as far as the kicks, the one that the Carlson could have made that would put the Packers up seven, and this one that could have put them in overtime. Tyler Bass, it's the one you got to live with, man. You make $5 million a year. You make $5 million a year. Make the kick. Here's Josh Allen talking about don't blame the kicker. Wouldn't have been put in that situation. You know, you win as a team, you lose as a team. You know, one play doesn't define a game. It doesn't define a season. I know people are going to be out there saying that. You know, we got to be there for him because, again, we execute a couple plays prior, probably singing a different tune right now. He's not wrong. I'm glad he's shouldering the blame. He's the quarterback. He's not wrong, but... The no. field goal was very significant. Of course, it was. It was very makeable. And to your point, 41, 44, to your it? point, that's why you're yeah. paying him that amount of money to deliver in that moment. So I know teammates like to absolve their teammates sometimes of the bad things that they do, but you have to have that. And it comes down to those moments. And sometimes it is on special teams, yeah. and it almost hurt Baltimore. They found a way to crawl out of that. But yeah, like you got to look at Bass is probably the reason why they're not playing football right now. Well, you know what? I'll tell you who's absolving him. Not only Allen, but the but social media. Because everybody, including probably myself, even if he ties that game, that Mahomes is probably taking him down with, remember, there's like a minute 45 left in a tie game. I'm be, I'd be shocked if Mahomes didn't lead him down there. I think that's his best defense today. Is that even if I would have made it, we probably lose the game. Yeah, you can't say that. I know he you won't say it out loud, say, but I think most football fans are today. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, all right, we'll get into it today. We got a lot going on. We'll talk Buckeyes with our friend Stephen Means, bottom of the hour. Uh, we'll stick with NFL in the next segment. Maddie, the Lions advance. And they added a three time Pro Bowler and a Super Bowl champ to the roster. Who is this? And will he be a difference maker? Rothman and Ice in the fan. The Big Nine was a sad, incomplete place. Enter Ohio State. The rest is history. The Buckeye Show. Weeknights at 6. The Fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Rothman. You're listening to Rothman and Ice. Sponsored by Pella Columbus. Windows and doors that go beyond. All right, one versus three, one versus three. Both sides. Niners, Lions, Ravens, Chiefs. Both two seeds kicked to the curb. Cowboys and Bills. Um, So not the biggest shocker, right? The Chiefs are always there. And then, of course, the Lions are the upstart team, certainly in the NFC, with the Eagles and Dallas both imploding. I mean, they, this was, think of this as like an NCAA tournament where you're like, the Lions are this kind of this plucky team and you get a couple of big boys to lose in your bracket or self implode. And here we go. And then they get to face the Buccaneers in the divisional round at home. But now they got to go to the coast. They were so close in getting to host this thing. But I'll tell you what, you got to give them a real fighting chance now, Maddie, depending on Debo and his health for the 49ers. Yep. Purdy looked okay. Obviously, let him down in the final drive. You got to give him that. That's great. Great end of the game for him. But, the, you know, golf out of the dome will be interesting now. And obviously, Lamar trying to get over on Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl. I like both storylines, I think they're both very compelling. Absolutely, and this is what I want as a Ravens fan is to to slay the gatekeeper like that would that made me feel would make me feel the best. Look, beating Josh Allen and the Bills is no doubt respectable, but when you're in the AFC, just like the Bengals did, I think that probably made them feel really good to know that hey, we went through Kansas City to get to a Super Bowl, so we shall see. Lamar's got that monkey off his back. I'm sure that's going to free him up to continue to play some good football. But yeah, when you when you're dealing with Andy Reid and his team, you know you're absolutely going to have. Your hands full. And now on the other side of it, this Detroit team, man, they don't fear anybody. And we saw it in game number one of the season. And I know Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey weren't there, and that's a massive deal. But we saw last year and at the beginning of this season that the structure of that team is for real. And now you look ahead to what they can be in years to come, especially when you look at just the young playmakers that are around Jared Goff. I mentioned to you guys before the show started, like their big three, where would that rank if we did a ranking of big threes well, right let's now do that later. around the NFL? We can absolutely do it yeah, because I when like you look that. at Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta and Jameer Gibbs and with how young they are, like golf is in really good hands. That offense is going to be in really, really good hands. And you just saw all the playmaking ability that Gibbs brought to the field yesterday, man. That dude is absolutely special. So yeah, man, this, this weekend's going to be a lot of fun, but there's big storylines looming when it comes to injuries, especially on the NFC side of things. When you look at Debo Samuel's availability and the latest I heard is that that's a fitty, fitty lemon mm. line. Well, let me tell you, is the, watching what the Packers did to them out there and the fact that the Lions are getting seven points right now on Bet365. Take it all day long. I mean, if you want to get a little conservative, you know, buy the half a point, get it to seven and a hook. Uh, Chiefs are, by the way, getting three and a half at your yard, which is a little funky. Cole Medina right there. Like, that's a little... I don't know if I can refuse those points. In fact, I may have to jump on that now just to grab them. I may grab both dogs now. Like, Ain't, no, I, ain't nothing stopping you but I a couple clips. I can't imagine that the Chiefs is going to go the other way. No. Unless we hear it like so. No, no, because and then we, I'm not going to be surprised if we get news that Mark Andrews is going to play this week. So that could be a big. There boost. you go, CB. Yeah, man, ain't nothing stopping you but a couple clicks, With man. Alex from Strohs. I could do that big time. Maybe I do that right now on Bet365. Man, looking for some action, CB? I get no satisfaction. 
Sometimes I catch your references. That was really well done. I didn't think you would catch that, but you Sometimes. did. Well done, I mean, man. He is employee of the year. You know, he's on it, man. He ain't missing anything. Exactly. Don't the, throw your hands up like that. That that's not a good. Like, hands I know this is going to be used the like, entire year. It's a bad thing oh, that I'm bringing up a good accolade no, for you. No, I think what he's afraid of is if you keep mentioning it, he'll have to live up to it. <laughs> that's the worst part. And so if we keep mentioning it, oh, then man. he doesn't... Exactly. Um, let me uh, give you the uh, the signing by the Lions. They're adding a veteran with Super Bowl experience to the mix. I mentioned three-time Pro Bowler. Why? Because they want depth. Uh, Zach Ertz, the veteran tight end, was signed by the Lions. Um, because Brock Wright, who, by the way, I think made a huge play in that game, um, left that game with a forearm injury. Caught that big... You know, pass in the third quarter, mm-hmm. made some moves. And so now the Lions, so they put their number three tight end, James Mitchell, on IR earlier this month. He had a hand injury. And Laporte at least has played the last two weeks with a hyperextended knee. He's out there with a big brace on yeah. right now. So this is a, I'll tell you what, you give me a little fresh 33-year-old Zach Ertz, give me a couple series, give me some depth in case something happens. Um, he's been around. It's not. I don't think it's a massive difference maker, but it could be sure. if somehow Laporta goes down again. It reminds me a little bit of what Baltimore did, bringing in your boy Dalvin Cook, who, by the way, showed some of that flash. Did he he really? showed some of that flash on that one twenty-yard run. The first run, he got twenty yards, man. You get that dude some some room. He can still get it done. I liked what I saw from your boy Dalvin <laughs> Cook. I know you think he's complete trash now, no, but I, I liked I, what I, I saw. I don't think for, the Colts was ever was complete trash. <laughs> I was saying that he wasn't worth what he was asking for. But I really think this is exactly what Baltimore did when they saw Keaton Mitchell go down late in the year. Yes, we have Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, but when you make it to this point in the season, get all the insurance you can. I think this is a great call by Detroit. This guy's been there, done that. Jared Goff has shown he likes throwing to the tight end, and if he doesn't make an impact, fine. But I could see absolutely Zach Ertz stumbling into a handful of catches, and maybe three of those are some critical first downs or whatever. Whatever it is. So they've got enough without Zach Ertz, but because of the injuries that you mentioned, this is something that you absolutely should do. And for Zach Ertz, hey, man, yeah, I can hop on the train late. Maybe get me one of those Melvin Gordon Super Bowl mm. rings. When I was in Kansas City a couple years ago. That ain't a bad gig either. Yes. And you, my friend, if the Ravens win... Maybe we get you a replica Super Bowl ring. Are you going to buy it on eBay or something? <laughs> Bel- Listen, Melvin Gordon, by the way, has a chance to do that again. He's on the Ravens roster. Melvin? He's, just, he's out of sight, out of mind. So Melvin Gordon has a chance to win two Super Bowl rings back-to-back okay. without contributing anything on the field. Outstanding. <laughs> uh, all right. If you want to be a Super Bowl winner this year in your own life, go to LowTCenter.com right now and book your appointment. Get your levels tested because this is about you. This isn't a game. This is your life. If you're not feeling your best, it's time to, to admit that. Don't kid yourself. It's it's real, and if you've lacked motivation and drive and you're wondering what's going on, it could be signs of low testosterone. So at Low T Center, they'll make it real easy. You'll get your levels checked, simple blood test, get your results. You're on your way. But more importantly, you're on your way with that information, and they will guide you through the process. So if you feel like you're in an area on the scale that, hey, you know what? I want to look into this. I want to find out what's going on. LowTCenter.com is the place. Uh, most in- health insurance is accepted. And if you need the help, like I say, they'll guide you through it. Affordable, convenient, physician-monitored self-inject treatments. They'll ship directly to your house every month. 
There's no need to drive to their center for weekly visits. Right now, the important thing is for 25 bucks, you can get your T-level tested. So make your health and quality of life a priority right now. Make it a great year. Go to LowTCenter.com. Book that appointment online. LowTCenter.com. LowTCenter reinventing men's health care. The Ohio State Buckeyes have reinvented their roster with returnees and add-ons, and they look to be the big beast in college football once again. But it's on paper. Will it translate? We'll talk to Stephen Means next. Rothman and Ice and the Fan. You're home for the Buckeyes, Blue Jackets, and crew. And our sincere apologies for common men singing Creed songs. The Fan, Ohio sports destiny. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Their live golf team name is Ice Dogs. You're listening to Rothman and Ice. All right, that's what three straight losses to Michigan will do. It lights a fire, man, and it should. But they're not lighting greenbacks on fire. They need those, and those have helped. Our friend Stephen Means, Ohio State football beat writer for Cleveland.com. He's also the host of Buckeye Talk Pod, is with us now on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Stephen, welcome back. How you guys doing? Outstanding, right? This is this got everybody a little. Uh, this is a little mood adjuster for Ohio State football. And but but I do want to start with before we talk to the recruit about the recruits and and future. Give me your take on on Bill O'Brien. It feels like there's like this pause in Buckeye Nation. Like they're not really sure that he's as good as advertised. They've been around forever. He's had some hot and cold seasons. Certainly, he's like every coach. Not everything's going to work out. But you do have to think about the last time he was in college. He helped a guy orchestrate a Heisman Trophy season. So. Um, do you find that there is a, a polarizing feel to O'Brien in this hire amongst Buckeye Nation or no? It doesn't feel like it's loud and, you know, you're not blowing me away with the decision, I think, at first. And I think everybody was waiting for fireworks because everything else this offseason has been fireworks from guys returning that you maybe were wondering, maybe not even thinking about them coming back for year four, a year ago to Will Howard, to Caleb Downs, to Nick Saban, to Julian. There's been just fireworks all over the place. And so this just felt like, well, how come you didn't go fireworks with this too? But his track record says this was a really good hire, right? I mean, Bryce Young won the Heisman trophy and Bryce Young was the only team in 2021 to take down a Georgia defense that's like kind of generational, right? They had a lot of first-round draft picks off that defense, and Bryce Young torched them in the SEC championship game. And probably the only reason he didn't do it again in the national championship game is because his two best wide receiver weapons were on the sidelines and street clothes dealing with lower body injuries. You go back to Deshaun Watson's best days as a quarterback in the NFL where when he was playing for Bill O'Brien – and the Houston Texans. You look at his, he only spent two years at Penn State. Those two quarterbacks he had at Penn State, if you go look at the numbers they had when he, they were playing for him versus the three years they weren't playing for him, 
it's like night and day numbers. And then obviously that dude's got Tom Brady on speed dial, right? Uh, he was the quarterback's coach on some of those Patriots teams back in the late 2000s and were putting up crazy numbers. So I, I, I understand it doesn't feel like it's the most – it's not Urban Meyer hiring Ryan Dance and we're going, whoa, this guy's going to fix the quarterback room. But his, his track record speaks for itself. I completely agree, Stephen. I think maybe some of the pessimism coming from the fans is, you know, the last thing we saw from Bill O'Brien was he was attached to a pretty bad offense with the Patriots. So some people are, I think, maybe assuming that that's coming to Columbus. But I completely agree with everything you said there on what this man has done, especially at the collegiate level. Where did your mind go when the Julian Sayan news came down when it comes to that quarterback room and where could we where that could be headed moving forward? I don't know, man. It's it's. <laughs> It's just, I looked at it almost the same way as the Caleb Downs situation, where it's like, you didn't necessarily need them, right? I think we were pretty okay with where the quarterback room was going to be in 2024. Will Howard's probably going to be the starting quarterback. And then you got Aaron Nolan, a five-star kid, who's probably your future. And we'll figure it out with Devin Brown and Lincoln Keenholz. But if that's the transition from like one year of Will Howard, and then you get to the five-star quarterback, and I think that would have been fine. Just like with Caleb Downs, it's like, the safety room was pretty good. But it's freaking Caleb Downs, man. You don't say no to Caleb Downs. You don't say no to the number one quarterback in the country who, by the way, when he got offered by Alabama, Bill O'Brien was quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator there. So there's already a relationship built in there. But I get it, right? Ryan Day is – they're all in right now, and they can't hold anything back. They can't say no to talent. They've just got a stockpile. And then let's figure it out when it's time to figure it out. So I completely get it when you're coming off of a year where you maybe were wrong in the quarterback you picked and it cost you a third straight loss to Michigan while also that team went on to win a national title. It's crazy what can happen you know, here in Columbus when Michigan wins a national championship. So this uh, defensive lineup looks as, as hand-picked and stacked as we've seen in a long time. So that's incredibly exciting. Um is the weakness on this team, if there is one, still the lack of guarantee on the offensive line, or is that going to just be something that evolves and, and lives up to more Buckeye expectations here? I think it's the only question mark until it's not. And I think they like Seth, Seth McLaughlin was a solid pickup. I understand the last thing people saw from him was some bad snaps in the Rose Bowl or maybe some bad snaps against Auburn that led to that. I think fourth and 31 that Jalen Milrow had to co- convert, but that guy was a multi-year starter who had some pretty quality seasons. Once again, his best years were when Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator there. So that's another guy with a connection to Bill O'Brien. But I, I think that's an upgrade where I'm not really sure Carson Hensman was ever a center. And, uh, that was ever going to be a long-term thing. I think he's more suited as a guard. But maybe they continue to add in the portal. We'll see what happens when that spring port spring window opens up and maybe they continue to add guys or, or maybe you see guys like Luke Montgomery and Tegra Shibola who are maybe ready to take a step and challenge to be starters or whatnot. But I mean, you feel pretty confident about quarterback, but you kind of got to see it first just because you're coming off of last year. Wide receiver at Ohio state is wide receiver at Ohio state. You got the best running back tandem in the country and this defense returns all but like three valuable players. And you think you're upgrading with the guys that you're replacing them with while also you just landed the best safety in the country that's this is going to be the best defense that ryan day has had in his time at ohio state so yeah it does come down to is the offensive line good enough to not get in the way of everything else on this team that's probably 
elite, borderline historical. Staying there on defense, and we're all going to assume Caleb Downs is going to soak up a lot of snaps next year on the back end, as he should, because I think that dude's going to be special. What do you think is next in line for Sonny Styles? I mean, a decision like this kind of opens up some options for what they want to do with him. I personally think they need to move him closer to the ball. I think he needs, needs to go on over there in the linebacker room. This was great last year. I thought he did a quality job, but as we saw – late in the season, whether once Lathan Ransom went down and there were situations where he had to be, you know, a high safety playing that bandit role, it was fine, but there were also some moments where it was exposed of like a guy who's 6'4", 240 pounds, man. It's not, it's not his fault. It's just he's a big kid, and you're asking him to be 10, 15 yards away from the ball and come down and make tackles. I don't know if that's a reasonable thing to ask him to do. I mean, the comparison is Isaiah Simmons, who, yes, he played safety at Clemson, but what happened as soon as he got to the NFL, they moved him to the linebacker. And it's been like a struggle for him ever since. He's on his second team already. He's a guy who was a former top 10 pick. So I just think it gives you some options where if you think your starting safeties are Caleb Downs and Lathan Ransom and Jordan Hancock as your nickel, and then like you do have some questions about depth in the linebacker room, you've got Cody Simon, C.J. Hicks, Gabe Powers. I mean, if you throw Sonny Styles into that mix, that's a pretty quality linebacker room. But we'll see, right? I mean, we all might be – speculating this and then we get in there and they're thinking something totally different about him by the time spring practice starts. I think I asked you this last time we had you on and I've, I've I'm in the mindset. I think like everybody else that will Howard's not making this big decision to come to Ohio state. If there's a chance he could lose this job, but you know, I feel like not knowing unless they're, they had it in their minds. Okay. We got will Howard. We're going to pair him with bill O'Brien. He's going to take this experienced guy who's dual threat and this will be perfect. But is there what percentage in your mind is there that Will would not win the job? Ten, okay. maybe, and that's just if you know, you know, Devin Brown or Lincoln Keenholz or Julian or Air show something that's like, well, <laughs> we can't not start this guy, right? I think to your point, you don't bring a guy like this in unless you're going to give him every possible opportunity to end up being a starting quarterback. It's very similar to what it was with Justin Fields when you brought him in except the guys he's in the room with are probably closer in talent to what Will Howard is in terms of upside. Like, right, there was a significant gap in between what Justin Fields was and, like, what Matthew Baldwin was in that spring room. And then you brought in Chug and Gunnar Hope. There was a significant gap in that with those guys. But still, it's the conversation of they didn't guarantee him anything, but you bring a guy in who's had multiple years of experience in a room where not only one guy has started a game at Ohio State football – he lasted like seven snaps. You're probably assuming that guy's going to end up being your starting quarterback. So something significant would have to happen with those other four in terms of development over the next nine months for any of those guys to probably beat him out. Yeah. From day one. Yeah. No, I agree with you, man. Thanks for jumping on. Uh, a lot of good news here around Ohio State football and always happy to talk to you about it. Thanks, Stephen. Anytime, guys. Our man, Stephen, affectionately knows Natron means on this program. Uh, he's the Ohio State beat writer for Cleveland.com. When we come back, we'll stay with the Buckeyes in the bulletin. Half a dozen are four quarters away from playing in a Super Bowl. We'll tell you who next. Rothman and Ice on the fan. If you haven't thought about Buckeye football today, I'm sorry to tell you that you're dead. Our condolences. Your home of the Buckeyes. The fan. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Rockman and Ice present Buckeye Bulletin. Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Feeling the chill? Call the experts at Logan Services now for hot deals on train furnaces, including 0% APR for 60 months. All right, Buckeye Bolton time. Uh, you started with 25 former Buckeyes on NFL playoff rosters. And you're down to six, if you actually include J.K. Dobbins, who's on IR. So Maddie's Ravens have Malik Harrison at linebacker, and Dobbins on IR. The Chiefs have nobody. The San Francisco 49ers have Chase Young and Nick Bosa. And the Lions have Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, who got injured, and long snapper Jake McQuaid. You mentioned Jackson. I saw this from Jeremy Fowler that he reported Monday that Jackson underwent surgery Mm -hmm. for a slight meniscus tear. And obviously he's expected to miss the championship game. So unfortunate there. Because that unit for them is really good with a couple Buckeyes leading the charge. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to play with a meniscus. I've done it. But, I mean, it's tough. Look, I've won golf tournaments. I mean, it's, like, it's tough. Is, suck it up, Jonah. I've won golf tournaments, big dog. I mean, I don't have... Uh, who was the guy Who was the guy that had the horrible penalty, the chop block? Was it Montgomery that tried to chop somebody? I can't remember. Somebody chopped somebody. Um, but that is trouble for him, and that's too bad. It is tough. Um, so we wish those guys good luck in their conference championship games. And that would be something. I mean... Talk about guys that get onto a team with a chance to win it all. Where Chase Young was and where he is now yeah. with a home NFC title game. I know. And they think yeah. about the Buckeye on Buckeye crime. We're going to get in that game with Taylor Decker down yeah. there in the trenches, Nick and Chase down there in the trenches. I'm sure those guys will cross paths a few times in this game while Taylor Decker is trying to protect Jared Goff. Uh, an outstanding uh, win by the Ohio State women's basketball team this weekend yes. over number 2 Iowa. So. Uh, now they're up to 12th ranked in the country, so congratulations to Kevin McGuff and his team, a team that he took to the Elite Eight last year, Sweet 16 the year before. Uh, just an incredible atmosphere, sold-out show. The fact it went to overtime, the fact they were down 11 with 8.30 to go and came back and won an OT, and Cody McMahon just dominated. Uh, the girl from Centerville, Ohio, she and J.C. Great. Sheldon at 24. Of course, the local girl here from Dublin. They were so, critical to that comeback that you just yeah. highlighted, both of those. I know they got some good bench production, and the three-point shot was great to them, but you, you mentioned Cody and Sheldon. What they did, I thought to close the gap where it looked a little dicey late in the game was tremendous and you get a career high 33 points from Cody that's the big time stuff man so fun to watch they were the more physical team at the end they were the better rebounding team at the end yeah. and Iowa obviously and this was from a strategic standpoint out it was outstanding that the girl they put on the line for Iowa could not make free throws and the fact that Caitlin Clark missed a layup that could have given Iowa the lead with 10 seconds to go. But then Ohio State just dominates in overtime 17-9. to Just absolutely dominated. And they deserved everything they got yesterday. Here's Coach McGuff on scoring a hundy. 
I, th- I thought they would play a lot of zone, and I didn't want to just fall in love with a three. Um, I knew we needed to get some balance in our offense, and we did. And I thought, in particular, Cody was excellent around around the rim, finishing, getting fouled. Um, we did get some threes, and we made some big ones. Um, but I think overall, the balance we were looking for, we achieved. Boy, he's he's awesome, man. I mean, the fact that got him to the Elite Eight last year, let's hope they build on this one. Uh, the atmosphere with Iowa coming in as a number two ranked team and Clark obviously the big attraction. But to be down 11 with 8.30 to go against that team and that individual and be able to climb out of that thing and then go on and win it in overtime to have that momentum is tremendous. It's a great victory. I know it's one of those that um, they'll always remember, but now it's about making sure that that one counts for something. It did move them up in the rankings for sure, so yes, they're up, up as to it number should. 12. As it should, and you know when Caitlin Clark comes into your building, you better have some firepower on the other side because they took an L, but she drops 45. It drops in seven threes in the game, only misses two free throws, 14 of 16 there, but you look up and down that lineup and Ohio State as a whole, I mean, you have three of your five starters knocking a couple threes. You got a couple uh, women coming off the bench, they knock in a couple threes. And that was, I thought, a big deal because you have to have strong offensive performances when you're dealing with Clayton, mm-hmm. Caitlin Clark because she is an absolute force, man. She is an absolute problem out there, but the Buckeyes absolutely handled it and got it done. Huge win for them. But as you just mentioned, let's build on it now. Let's build on it now and see where we can take this. But Coach McGuff, man, I think he has really impressed me with what he's built over there with that women's program. Uh, The Ohio State men got a win over Penn State, and it was one of those deals where they jump out of the gate, and it's 16-0. Now, remember, they let a lead slip away (laughs) against Penn State in their building, and Ohio State has not been great on protecting leads this season. And the last thing you want is to jump out (laughs) 16-zip and... Watch that slip away, and they never did. Yeah. They never let them really get close, and that I think said something. I think they they found something. I they listen. They beat Penn State, mm-hmm. but it was a needed win. But I think to their mindset, it was almost better that we saw them jump out sixty nothing because you're like, all right, you jump out sixty nothing at home, you better not lose that game. Yeah. And yeah. what happens is in your mind, if you do start losing that lead, you're like, I can't believe we're up sixty nothing and we might lose this game. They never. Had to think about that. That was great. And they locked it down. And, you know, we've been talking for the last couple of weeks about where can you get other offense, right, when it's not Battle or Thornton or Roddy Gale. And Mahaffey had his second double-digit scoring output game of the season. I mean, he got you 16 points on the night, grabbed a handful of rebounds there, 6 of 9 from the field. We shall see what he can do with that. And maybe that's infused some confidence in him that, hey, I don't really need to be this defensive guy all the time. I can do that for sure, but I can also help out my teammates on the other end. So I can't wait to see what he looks like in the games to come because that's just what this team needs is just more balance on that end. So they handle business. They corrected a wrong that was, you know, letting Penn State come back and get them a while ago. But they still got a lot of work to do. Going to Nebraska tomorrow night, and that is no gimme. Absolutely not. I mean, that team just took down Northwestern. They beat Purdue not long ago. And they just took apart Indiana at home. And so... Let's see what happens now. Let's yeah. see if Ohio State this confidence from getting a win here and settle, settling things down that they can make something happen because 
If you think this Nebraska team is just going to say, uh-oh, you're wrong. You haven't been watching them. Can't wait to see how they handle Tominaga, man. That dude could absolutely fill it up for Nebraska. So that's got to yeah, be him. Runs around with that headband dude, on. He's and, nice, man. Yeah. He can go. He can go. You catch him on the right day, you, you could have some issues on your hands. Yeah, I don't. I think last. I think I did bet an under on him on threes and lost. He made me pay on that. So I'm gonna have to watch that against Ohio State. Maybe he and Battle go at it from three. Hey, make it rain. Make it rain. And he, by the way, he he doesn't look six two. <laughs> he looks about five two. Like just, just the way. It's just amazing. <laughs> All right, there's your Buckeye Bolton for today. We're gonna come back with a deep dive. We're going to get back into the NFL playoffs. And who really did call the fake punt? It's kind of a rumor going around with the Bills um, on what happened and why they played that aggressive. We'll mention it next. Rothman and Ice and the Fan. We're the girthiest radio station in the history of radio. Uncomfortably girthy. This promo is uncomfortable. The Fan, Ohio's girth destined. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Most shows just skim the surface, but Rothman and I feel like the biggest story of the day deserves a closer look. It's time for A Deeper Dive. All right, final hour of the program, Rothman and Ice. And we will get into the NFL playoffs with Mike Tanier at 233. Championship games are set. Um, I did get a uh, tweet earlier today from Ryan who, who asked me if McDermott admitted after the game that he... that. He didn't call the fake punt, and that Casey had 10 dudes on the field, and then the players saw the look, and then they auto-called the fake. No. No, 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 no. There is no way that that call didn't come from the sideline. First of all, McDermott already said that he wanted to play aggressive, and when he asked him about the fake punt, that he's like, I didn't think we could stop them, and we called the fake punt. So I don't know where that rumor started. However, I will say that if they call it from the sideline, and for some crazy reason, the Maddie, the players, they don't get the look they want, and there's no way, because if they are going to pitch that to DeMar Hamlin, and they've got it overloaded, that maybe they do call a timeout, or they somehow, I don't know if they can audible out of it or not, but that was an incredible bold move. It's fourth and five from your own 30, and in a three-point game, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was going to end the game, and it certainly was very close to ending the game if Hardman would have held on to the ball. But everything that I that's come out of Buffalo from my eyes and my ears have been that that was called from the sideline, mm-hmm. and then they got the look they wanted. And I, I listen. If you're going to call a fake, the best time to call a fake is when nobody in their right mind would think you would call one. But that was a sign of desperation that fed into, I think, even the end of the game, which was we're not beating them. We're not, if we tie the game here with a minute 45, we're probably not winning. And I think that's what led Allen to not look for those underneaths. Even if Sean McDermott didn't make the initial call, meaning if the special teams coordinator or coach said, Hey, listen, I think we should go for this fake punt. 
I would think that Sean McDermott <laughs> has all the veto power in the world to yay or nay that. Of course. So he had a a hand in that call. They got overly aggressive there because they felt it. And they've been against this team time and time again in the postseason. They have not come out on the other side in the way that they would like. So I actually kind of like in certain spots when you know a team and you're very familiar with their tendencies and all that from playing year in and year out, you got to throw a curveball at them every once in a while. I didn't love the exact fake style of play that they drew up in the moment, but I can understand why they would do it because when you're dealing with 15, you know I got to limit his at-bats as many times as I possibly can. It didn't work, but I don't think that was the sole reason why they lost the game. It just was something that makes you look at Buffalo's coaching staff and ask, why then and why that type of play? Well, the why then was probably my thought is that no one would expect it. And that's the beauty of the fake is, I mean, if there's even a chance the other team is like, okay, they're definitely going to be desperate here, then you wouldn't call it. So I understand when they work, if it would have worked, the place would have been on fire. Not only would they have gotten it, but they would have gotten it with DeMar Hamlin of all guys. And it may have just lit a fuse that would have led them to victory. Uh, they got away with it. It doesn't matter now because they wound up getting the ball back and really it comes down to that last drive and Josh Allen not taking the underneath. But I am 100% convinced that they felt like we're, we cannot play for a field goal here. I, we just can't. Now, they had to eventually, when it gets to fourth down, it's a 44-yarder. You got to give your guy a chance to tie the game. And Bass, who makes $5 million a year, who was extended this summer, misses the kick wide right, and that thing started, you know, Right, and that thing it looked like somebody turned on the blower, man. And that just thing just yeah, it was tough. Man. Took a a right turn, but no, that's Kansas City. They are who they are for a reason, man. He gives them the ultimate confidence. The broken plays defensively that left Kelsey open. I don't get those, but their defense was beaten up. We know that. Um, but really, the highlight of the weekend certainly was that game. And then we mentioned. We didn't really go over the... the well, Houston. the highlight of that game for some people was Jason Kelsey from everything that I've seen this morning with him up there with his shirt off, popping beer cans, screaming to the sky, helping people meet Taylor Swift when she's up in the suite. That dude was on one yesterday, and I get it. That's the bloodline down there. That's baby bro down there getting busy. But Jason Kelsey was the star of that game last night, man. Is he if- playing both sides? <laughs> was he trying to like be with Bill's Mafia, yet I, you know who I'm rooting for? No, he wasn't rocking with Bill's Mafia at all. He was rocking with his brother in Kansas City, man. He was all up in that Taylor <laughs> Swift suite, uh, suite last night with Mama Kelsey and company yesterday, man. That, that that was fun to see, man, because I have to imagine how good of a feeling that is to see your little brother down there getting busy. But yeah, man, did you see the video of him introducing that woman to Taylor Swift? She was a big fan of Taylor Swift. I think she had a sign that he saw and he brought her up towards the suite and they kind of had a little moment there. So that was it was a, great stra- to see. a stranger, a kid that he picked up. It was somebody in the stands. Yeah. It was a female fan of Taylor yeah. Swift, and I believe she had a sign that had something about Taylor <laughs> Swift on it, and he saw that, went down, and then brought her back up to meet one of her idols. That was pretty cool to see. It man. was cool. I think the, the, the only cringy part of it is, okay, if it might be time to put the shirt back on at that oh, point. No, he doesn't feel up, anything. We're I don't picking think, up a stranger. I think if I had to guess, I don't think <laughs> Jason Kelsey. Kid. I don't think Jason Kelsey, based off his actions, was feeling the cold last night. I think no, we no, I, I don't think so either. I just think when we trans transition into now, you can meet my brother's girlfriend. Um, we're at a whole new. Is that your little brother? He's a good-looking kid. <laughs> exactly, he really is. Oh, 
Um, you know, I'm all for, I don't, Kansas City's there, that's great. If they go up against the Niners, that's fine. Like, I honestly, I'm not, I don't care. She was clearly, I thought at one point, may have been the jinx of all this. Well, um, there's people telling me now as a Ravens fan that I need to be worried that Roger Goodell and the refs are going to make sure oh, that no. Taylor Swift and the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl. And I, did, I didn't I think didn't, about that. I AR didn't think about it until, until you just said somebody it. put it in my brain. And now I'm like, wait a minute. Are, are we really going to fall victim but to But on this? the same side of the coin, you have the what I brought up a couple weeks ago. The colors of the logo for the Super Bowl both have purple and the crimson yeah. type color in it. That's true. That is Here, true. Here's what I'll tell you a little bit about my feeling on how that's not going to happen. Is because if there was going to be a push to get the Chiefs in where there was some weird conspiracy directive, I don't. I think they would have stayed, I think they would have reversed the Hardman fumble. I think that was so close, oh, and I started thinking, is Buffalo, I texted a, a buddy of mine, I said, I think they're going to need a hometown call here. And now, it was right there. You could make the case that Hardman's hip was touching before that ball got tight. loose. It was, it was very tight. So it, if... To, to put your mind maybe a little at ease, not much, a little bit. If I think there was gonna, if they were going to force feed Kansas City, I think that call goes their way. You may be on to something, but I'm, a, um, I'm a, a person that believes that when it comes to my team and things like this, it's going to go left. Something bad is going to happen, and there's going to be a lot of popcorn on the field coming from the referees on Sunday afternoon because they got to get Taylor Swift in that suite in Vegas. Because they got to have all the prop bets for Taylor Swift and all of that. I'm already buying into it. CB, we got a guy here whose team has won two Super Bowls. You and I haven't even been to one. Yet somehow he thinks that the world is against the Ravens. I mean, I know. I think Roger Goodell. They've even won one since you've been working at the fan. Needed Roger Goodell to turn out the lights for him to win one. <laughs> right. They tried us then. They tried us in that Super Bowl. I was not working here. Okay. That was the 2012 Super Bowl. That's right. I believe that, that okay. was right before All right. I started. So you still don't have here. one on your. No, on not your on that. Okay. Not on All right. I'll, I'll take a third one. The Harbowl. Throw another one at me if you want. That's what I'm saying. Throw another one at me. You've got two of them in the last 20 some odd years. I need one more. I need one more. And when you get this close, man, got to bring oh, yeah. it Yeah, when you're the number one seed and you have home field advantage yeah. of the playoffs, now I got yeah, the, take I got, advantage. I got the Night King coming into the bank. Got you, Pat Mahomes. You remember that episode of Hard Home where the Night King is, and Jon Snow's yeah. on the boat and all the people are rising up? Like I think yeah. that's what Pat Mahomes is going to do to the Baltimore crowd. He's going to just slay everybody and then make them all his little soldiers on the way out. Well, let me tell you something. Lamar's scrambling ability against the Texans single-handedly won the game. Because when Sims took that punt back, and oh, he had... By the way, there was a great hesitation there. I'm like, when is he going to run? And then he picked his spot, and he took it all the way back up the gut. And... I was down bad at halftime. I was 10, down, 10 I was down bad at halftime. Because it felt so similar to the last three playoff appearances for the Ravens. It felt the exact same way. The offense was kind of flat going into halftime. You give up that goofy special mm-hmm. teams touchdown. But that's why a lot of us were excited to get away from Greg Roman and move on to a guy like Todd Monken because they came out in the second half and they adjusted. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's, the game plan was clear. They blitzed Lamar 75% of the time. 
That's a ridiculous number. And Todd Monken and Lamar made the adjustments, and now here they are. So, yeah, he gets that massive monkey off his back, but now you got to deal with the Night King, as I just mentioned, which is just an absolute issue. You're bringing him to your yard. It's got to feel good. Yes, I think you would have rather had Buffalo, but, you know, where, you know, with putting the pressure on Allen and not having to have Mahomes. Lamar gets over that hurdle. He needed that win. He can't lose to a rookie. He can't lose at home. And now I think the pressure is a little bit off because of who he's playing. Well, I think when you get to this point, you're you're going to be dealing with the elites of the elites, so it's a bit of a coin flip. These guys are, are so great at what they do. So whether it was Josh Allen or not, I think I feel about the same way that I'm feeling now just because of how special Mahomes and Allen are when you got to deal with those guys, and they put it on full display last night up there in Orchard Park. You know, what's interesting to me is, you know, I, I mentioned the odds earlier, and then I'd probably jump on both points right now, taking the Lions in seven and taking the Chiefs in three and a half. If they both won outright, if they actually both won outright, and we had a Lions-Kansas City Super Bowl, that is the one that's obviously the least, you know, that has the longest odds because you'd have both dogs. Right now, that's 22 to 1. Okay. Like that exact matchup on Bet365 is 22 to 1. Okay. So I'm going to do the Bet365 right now. I think I'm just going to go ahead. I might buy the Lions up to 7.5. Just take a little bit of an alternate spread and get that hook and I take like the it. Chiefs at three and a half yeah, yeah. across a key number and the Lions across a key number. I Because I don't see, unless there's some weird injury or something I don't see popping up, you don't see those lines going the other way. Do You don't see Kansas City getting more points and the Lions getting more points, do you? That would surprise me. So I think. You're good with where you're at now. I, I think I, I would jump on that too, but what I'm going to do is take that $20 bill that I flushed down the toilet last week for Mark Andrews for that anytime touchdown right. and dry that off. And I'm cashing in again because I'm going Mark Andrews plus 175 anytime touchdown this week. He's back. I heard Ian Rappaport say that he should play this week. So we may be in the clear for my guy, Mark Andrews, coming back. If you guys want to rock out with us, you can do so by signing up at oh.bet365.com because whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. And may the odds be ever in your favor. Got me conditioned, man. You stick the landing, and I can sense it now. You've been good. Took, I was a little slow, but, but got I got it. Now. It's your boy. Yeah. Both of y'all just got clapped up. <laughs> but what did I do? <laughs> slow. All right, we're going to come back with pre-snap reads. What's going on with Jim Harbaugh? And is he one step closer to bailing out of Ann Arbor? And guess what? With all the news coming out of Ohio State and Columbus, uh, the getting may be good, Jimmy, to take your wins and take them to the NFL. We'll give you the update next. Rothman and Ice on the fan. There's nothing Bo Bishop can't do well except find competent co-hosts. Bishop and Friends. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The fan. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Rockman and Ice present Free Snap Reads. Sponsored by the Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. 
All right. The getting's as good as it's ever going to be for Jim Harbaugh. Outside of what I said before, which is Ohio State just absolutely just reloading and stacking this thing for an epic revenge game. Now, I say that, and everybody listening, you'll believe it when you see it. I'm with you on that. But on paper? I'm with you on that. But I said last week that I would take a significant portion of money right now and put it on Ohio State to beat Michigan this year. Now, it's a long time to tie up your money. Nobody likes those long futures anyway. And we don't know what injuries could happen. But this feels like if Harbaugh, and I I don't know what Michigan's going to look like next year, we're getting a really good idea of what Ohio State's going to look like. And then you add in the three years of losses and all the pent-up aggression and heartbreak, and we all are sensing the same thing. This is it. Because if somehow this team that they've assembled, adding Bill O'Brien, finding that money, Ryan Day giving up the play calling, not handing it to Brian Hartline, but bringing in Bill O'Brien, going out and getting a quarterback a fairly big experienced quarterback outside of what he liked in his room, getting all these guys to come back, adding a transfer safety. I mean, it's not all, just it's any all, safety, yeah. like an all American type of guy. And it's just been, I think it's been a tremendous off season for coach day. And look, all of this stuff is on paper. He knows it. They know it, but this is what you got to do. And in the transfer portal era, this is the opportunities that present themselves. And when dudes come a knocking, you got to answer the call, especially when they're as talented as some of these guys are, and especially a proven product like a Caleb Downs, who was down in the SEC playing at Alabama and led them in tackles and all of those good things. So this season, man, it has the, the shine of a very, very special look because it's not a lot of holes right now. On that roster. The offensive line is a question for sure. But outside of that, man, it looks really good to me. And you're going into a 12-team playoff. So there's certainly a chance for them to get all the way there with the talent this year. But it starts with certainly beating Michigan and everything else. But I'm saying that because Harbaugh is expected to meet with the Chargers again this week for a second interview. As they comply with the Rooney rule and everything. So he goes in for a second one. Shefty reported that today. So they've been linked. How much money's in player, we don't know. We know that he's going to cost a pretty penny for Spanos to go ahead and get in there with Harbaugh, who's you know a guy that, that played quarterback for 14 years in the league and spent his last two seasons, ironically, with the Chargers. Now the Falcons are scheduling a second interview with him as well. He interviewed with them last Tuesday. And so, with Belichick still in play, and it and now we have Antonio Pierce with the Raiders, so that takes yeah, congrats to him. Yep, man. so that and that's very cool to see. So yeah. it takes them off the table. Yep. And so now you're sitting here with the Titans and some others, but Harbaugh's the first is the Chargers' first candidate known to have scheduled a second interview. Yeah, man, there seems to be a lot of momentum behind that, you know. And he's had that obviously the history with the Spanos family, and they run the show out there with his time with the Chargers, and he coached out there at San Diego, so he's familiar with that area, and yada, 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 all of those good things, but I can completely understand why Harbaugh would want to take that leap back into the NFL and coach up 
Justin Herbert. He's always been a great offensive coach. I mean, whether people around here like it or not, this man's got a track record both in the NFL mm-hmm. and in college that he's going to have some really good offenses. And so now when you look uh, look at some of the openings that are in the NFL at the moment, he's the best quarterback available. He is the best quarterback available, and we all know that can make life a lot easier when you have a guy that talented. Now, Justin Herbert still got to go out and do a lot of proving and get it done in the playoffs because we haven't really seen much of that from him at all. But just pure talent. He, he's got a lot a lot to work with, and there's some decent weapons out there, too. Just buying so low on a team that needs somebody to put them over the top, to get them in that right mindset of that they can be great. I think a lot of people have liked the Chargers over the last few years with their talent. Why not? And this guy has shown that he can do it, and I'd be very surprised. First of all, I don't even think the money. You know, he you took paying pay, him twenty. Pay, no, I, well, I don't know. I, but if like, that's what it takes. I guess I could find it because it's findable. But I feel like you know, this is a great chance for him to to leave Michigan. He just won a national title. Potential sanctions coming. We'll see about that. Um, they went all in and they got it done. All right. So congrats to him. Great. I just feel like this is time for him now to not only get out of there, but go to the NFL and just take over a team that is right there. Now they're in a tough division. We're going to be facing Mahomes. I get that. Oh, yeah. But the whole key is getting the right quarterback, and he'd be buying so low on them. I just. I'd, I'd be surprised if this doesn't work. If I'm Spanos, I got to make this happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times a guy like this is going to be available to me. Let him kind of control my team. Let him build it the way he wants to build it. And away you go, and you could have him for the next 10 years. Highest paid coaches in the league. $20 million for Belichick, 18 for Peyton, Pete Carroll's 15, McVay's 15. He's going to be in that range. He's absolutely going to mm-hmm. be in that range. And some people may think that's a little crazy considering the fact that all the guys that I've mentioned have won a Super Bowl or Super Bowls, and you even get down to Mike Tomlin at 12 and a half and Andy Reid at 12. I mean, that's just the price of doing business, and especially when Harbaugh can bounce around and say, hey, I mean, look, if you don't want to pay me this, maybe Atlanta's going to be willing to pay me this, or Team X is going to be willing yeah. to pay him that as well. So it's going to be a very high price because also, too, remember, and it's been reported that Michigan has had a $125 million contract ready and available for him. So I would assume that he is going to want to start at twelve and a half million, which would have him in that club with McVay and, and Tomlin and company. What's the – is the uh – the 125 million is for 10 years. That's what I saw being reported. Yes, 10 All right. for 125. So, if you're the Chargers, I think you could easily offer him 15 mil and feel good about it. If Spanos wants to be that guy, now if he wants to start higher than that, the difference is that with the Chargers, he's not getting a 10 year deal. I don't think he would. Probably not. Yeah, no, probably I don't not. think so. Yeah, probably not. Not. I think that you'd... If you're, why would you do that either? You know, to, just from think, the front office's side, I wouldn't do that either. Anyway. The only thing, unless he's going to leverage that Michigan contract against them and say, I'm going to stay at Michigan, and you know, you know what they probably will do then? Then stay at Michigan. <laughs> then stay there and see how you like that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. I think they. I think as I think, much leverage as he has, yeah. the last bit that he doesn't have is that they probably know he wants out. I know, but the what options are better than him outside of Who's Bill got it better than him? Just, so that's also what they got away too. You can play around all you want, 
But if you know that you want this guy, and I think that they do, I don't think they're going to be jerking him around when it comes to the money too much. No, I think if Michigan offered him 12 and a half and the Chargers offer him 15, it's over. It's done. Yeah. He's the Chargers coach. No question. Like, I, I just don't. I mean, if he wants to go leverage Spanos for more, 18, but then he might say, listen, we know we're beating Michigan's deal by a decent amount, just not by years. Right. And if he's successful with the Chargers, there'll be an extension. For sure. Yeah. No question. All right. We'll keep an eye on that. Those are your pre-snap reads. All right. If you want to parlay your vehicle into a great one or go find a certified or a brand new one, my friends at Jermaine Honda of Dublin are ready to help you out here in the new year. And at Jermaine Honda of Dublin, this is the time to get after it. They've got the newly redesigned Pilot. And they've got all the redesigns, the CRV for sure. You know how much I like the Ridgeline. And with Honda Loyalty, you can lease a brand new one. So if you own a Honda of 2014 or newer, you're in for the loyalty. But they've got so many great vehicles you can check out at JermaineHondaOfDublin.com. But if you are into that loyalty, the Honda Loyalty, you can now lease a brand new 2024 Passport EXL all-wheel drive or a 2024 Pilot EXL all-wheel drive. Saw one on the road yesterday. They are stunning. And you can get a great deal. So the passport, and this is the time to do it, uh, with the winners still here, 438 for 36 months with 1998 due at signing. 10K per year plus tax and title and acquisition fee, dock and registration. The pilot, 568 for 36 months with 1988 down, 10,000 miles a year, tax title, acquisition fee, and registration. But the place to start is JermaineHondaDublin.com. Really like these people. They've got a great team. Uh, Rich wants to make you a deal and make you a Honda customer in Dublin for life. So check him out now, Jermaine Honda of Dublin. Mike Tanier is up next. He's the NFL writer for The Messenger. Can the Lions pull the unthinkable and actually get to the big one? We'll ask him next. Rothman and Ice and the Fan. This promo is brought to you by Common Man and Timmy Hall's Ping Pong Game. The Fan. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The best bet on the radio. This is Rothman and Ice. All right, final four set in the NFL. Our friend Mike Tanier is the NFL writer for The Messenger. Jumps on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fangus Hotline. Mike, welcome back, my friend. Pleasure to be here on the NFL's final four weekend or week or whatever this is. Yes, it's uh, pretty outstanding. So, you know, it's interesting because... You know, both underdogs, you know, it's we're out now with Kansas City, a three-and-a-half-point underdog, and Lions are seven-point underdogs where you are. If we got the unthinkable, which is that both dogs win, and you wow. get Detroit, Kansas City, then you do go back to, ironically, week one, when the Lions went in oh, air ahead and beat them. Um, I don't think that's probably going to work out that way, but I'll start with the Lions. Do you give them... More than a fighting chance, and were you surprised to see that they were a touchdown dog? I am not surprised to see they are a touchdown dog. That feels right. 
of course, I give him a, a fighting chance. You know, uh, a, a touchdown dog is a fighting chance. It's not a two-touchdown dog. But when you look at the matchup, it's very hard to create a scenario for the Lions to win if both teams play like their standard caliber type of, of football game. I want to ask you before we kind of look ahead about Baker Mayfield and what do you think Tampa has in, in line for them? that They can't let him go, can they? They're in a weird place because if you overpay him, you just overpaid Baker Mayfield. A lot of the stars on your team are 30 and over. Guys like Mike Evans, I don't know if you can pay Baker Mayfield Mike Evans, and I don't know what Baker Mayfield is without Mike Evans. So, so you're in that, in that situation. You know, this is not a, a young team where you can say, okay, he can grow up with these guys. These guys are on their way out, and he kind of had sort of his, uh, I don't know, his redemption year, so to speak. I look at it, and I think, my gut tells me, Baker Mayfield's going to get a contract similar to the kind of contract Geno Smith got from the Seahawks, um, where it's not it's not Justin Herbert money, it's not Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow money, but you come in, and I guess it's around $25 million a year. Now, at that level, the Buccaneers can uh, could keep him, they could afford to build around him, they give him that opportunity. The question is, if they think he's that, some other team might think, no, we're going to outbid him, and then Mayfield goes to one of these other teams. And then my question is, that at that point, is he more successful when he doesn't have Evans, when he doesn't have Godwin, when he's not facing the NFC South opponents, and when he doesn't have a lot of guys who, hey, still remember when they were with Brady and they, they competed for a Super Bowl together? What do you think of the little cat-and-mouse game? I, they, I guess they were playing it early. I thought Dallas and Philly you know, both had a chance to swing and sack their head coaches and go get Belichick. Dallas didn't. They stuck with McCarthy. And it sounds to me like Nick Sirianni is going to – be able to hang on here. Uh, both organizations that have been very close, that have knocked on the door, uh, know that Bill Belichick is available, and it doesn't look like either one is going to take the swing. Does that surprise you? It doesn't because if I look at the last four years, both Nick Sirianni and uh, Mike McCarthy have been much more successful than Bill Belichick. So that's part of it. And of course, you know, that that's a little bit clear because you can look at Belichick's track record. You know, another factor is, you know, Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick looking each other in the eye and saying, could we really peacefully go coexist? And I'll bet you if both of them are being honest, they would say no. Here in Philadelphia, here where I'm based, uh, you have Jeffrey Lurie, who's a little impetuous, and you have Howie Roseman, who's been running things as a general manager. Could Belichick and Roseman peacefully go exist? Maybe not. And then if you get rid of Roseman in favor of Belichick on personnel, Look at that roster of the Patriots. Is that the roster do you want, or do you want the Eagles roster? You want the Eagles roster. So it might not have been a really smart fit in either case. You know, I see Belichick interviewing places like the Chargers and the Falcons. Those are teams where, you know, the, the ownership is a little bit different, the general manager role is a little bit different, and, and he might fit a little better as somebody who can come in and, and like, you know, be accepted and get a, a turnaround a little more quickly. Mike, you mentioned you're down there in, in Philly. I'm, I'm curious, what's been the fan reaction to Nick Sirianni coming out of, the, coming out of that loss to Tampa? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing like the Joker there. And everybody, everybody wanted them to set out the city on a on a on a on a barge, you know, on a on a garbage <laughs> scow or something like that. Uh, and, and you know, what? in a day or two, folks did start to calm down. And I based this on I've been out shoveling snow, so I've been talking a lot to my neighbors. And it really went from the first snowfall, man, we want this guy just in a ditch somewhere, to hey, you know what? If we change coordinators and we make some changes and all, uh, uh, maybe this isn't the worst thing. People calm down a little bit. What's funny is. If you listen to player comments last week when they were doing locker cleanouts, when you have guys like you know, Jason Kelsey who makes the podcast tour, 
they went from, I'm ready to retire, I'm ready to go free agency, I'm out of here, to settling down a little bit. So I think Sirianni, I think he lost the locker room a little bit in Philadelphia. He certainly lost the fans. I don't think it's something that it's, it's irredeemable. I think he can get them back, again, if he makes some of the decisions he's already made, like parting ways with a lot of his defensive staff. I think you just went full dark night on us. He went full dark night on us. You, this is merely a sentencing hearing, guys. Now your choice is exile or death. That was it. Um, what did you think of uh, the decision the Bills made there at the end with uh, not playing for a field goal technically? I mean, they were forced to as a 44-yarder. Once they got on the fringe of that, they decided. And I, my mindset was that their demons that they've had, I mean, a minute 45 I think they feel like they're losing that game to Mahomes if they kick a field goal. And I, that's why I didn't crush him for it. Um, I know yeah. he could have taken some underneath throws there and gotten a first down. And what that would have done, Mike, would get him a more realistic shot at the end zone, which I kind of wanted. There was plenty of time yeah. left. So I, I would crush Josh Allen for that part, which is you had time, dude. Just get another first down. Um, but what do you think of how they played that final series? You know what I have not had a chance to do yet is grab the coach's film and watch those last couple of plays because I'm based off of Tony Romo telling us all these mistakes because Tony Romo was quick to tell us all the better decisions Josh Allen could have made. And all, and all I could think of was show me your Super Bowl rings there, Tony, show, show, show me the playoff success you had in these big games, making these throws, but uh, careful, Mike, your like Eagles that. fandom is showing. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what? He's second guessing Josh Allen in the mo- moment after every single play. And I'm like, really? Is that where we're what we're down to here? You know, especially because Allen was throwing underneath for that entire game. He was finding guys open the entire game. But you know what? You're right. This was not a team that should have played for a field goal. They probably should have been playing for another first down or two. Yes. Um. But but Allen played. They would not have been within the vicinity of the ballpark of being in that game if Allen wasn't carrying them on their shoulders. His shoulders for much of the game. He took two moonshots that were on the hands of his receivers that would have been game-changing plays and the receivers didn't come down with it. It's a Bills team that just, once again, wasn't quite good enough in these situations. And blaming the quarterback for that, because it's ultimately the quarterback's decision not to check down, blaming the quarterback for that I think is really inappropriate in this case. So you know how the game works, Mike. The, the framing of all these NFL games is the, the quarterback matchups and Lamar versus Mahomes, and you got golf versus Purdy. But the thing I'm interested in is Mahomes versus this Baltimore defense that's shown yeah. a lot this season that they are for real, and they showed it again against C.J. Stroud. Your thoughts on that challenge for Mahomes and company going up against the Ravens' defense? Yeah, this is a defense that's not going to allow – easy runs by Pacheco, you know, Pacheco's dragging guys on arm tackles. You're not going to see that against the Ravens defense. This is a defense that can blitz while at the same time making coverage in the secondary. You can't really blitz Mahomes because he will pick you apart five or six different ways, but they have guys who can chase Mahomes when he scrambles. They've got guys who can sit in zones when Mahomes tries to float the ball downfield. So uh, this is a very tough matchup for any team. The Ravens defense you know, it's not the Ray Lewis defense. It's not, it's not that level. But this is the best Ravens defense we've seen with Lamar Jackson. And they are good against the run. They're good at pass rushing, 60 sacks this year. Very good at stopping the pass as well. It's going to be – Mahomes will have to do his Mahomes magic kind of game uh, to be able to go out there and, 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 to, and, to do, and to return to the Super Bowl, frankly. Well, he did it against Buffalo. He, he shook off yeah. pressure every single time, <laughs> and he did it. All right, quickly, 10 seconds. Who you got in the Super Bowl? Who's playing in it? I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go Chalkzilla here. Okay. I'm going to say Ravens against 49ers because it just seems like that's the way it's been going for weeks and weeks. 
We got you marked on, my man. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for jumping on. You got it. Take care. Enjoy the week. Thanks. Look at Mike having fun talking. Oh, we even got a Joker laugh out of it's him. It's outstanding. Man. I love a good evil laugh every once in a while, man. All right. I got, I'm, by the way, I'm going to track our guys now. Okay. I, absolutely. I, I always say I'm going to do this. Yeah. I usually do it at the, when it's Super Bowl time. Yeah. I'll do it early. Tanier is down for chalk. You know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to hand out four tickets to the Columbus Golf and Travel Show. 614-821-9710 is our phone number. One of the final four teams in the NFL has made in a nice little addition on paper. What is that addition? You get it right. You let CB know at 614-821-9710, and you will be going to the Columbus Golf and Travel Show January 26th through the 28th at the Ohio Expo Center. All right, we'll come back with Tell the Truth next. Rothman and Ice and the Fan. Love crew soccer? Us too. Let's get married and catch every game together. Proud to be your local home for the black and gold. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tell the truth with Rothman and Ice. All right, CB, who won the tickets, the four tickets to Paradise? Yeah, so congratulations to Ryan. He knew that it was the Detroit Lions signing Zach Ertz. <laughs> he was not the first caller today. The first caller, unfortunately, he well, he got the team name correct. He got the Lions, but unfortunately, he said Dalvin Cook was the guy oh, they signed. Wow. See, that's my fault, Let me man, ask you a question. Because I brought up Dalvin. That's on me. I fooled him with a little trickery. I feel you bad. Wanna, you want us to get the guy's information, and you can drive over there after the show and give him some special <laughs> I tickets. I can give them though. I don't got anything. We'll, we'll right find now. more tickets. Okay. We just have two winners. Yeah, I feel bad for him because I did it, throw uh, the down. But here's the deal: it would have to be the honor system. We'd have to have that guy, and rarely would we have a phone caller that CB would hit with a family feud buzzer. But he probably did it through the phone on this guy, and so you and I can probably write this wrong mm-hmm. if that person who guessed, who guessed Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. would still be listening right now, and I'm instructing that person to call back. Maybe CB can recognize the voice, and we'll have two winners. Or we <laughs> can do a, keep we, going through calls to look do, for the voice. We could do a lineup, or maybe we could do some forensic audio. And match up his voice. Now you're in deep in the weeds now. I just Forensic feel like we, we owe that person some, some tickets. Well, Because you said you steered him wrong. I just felt like I threw a little trickery out there because I used the comp of, hey, you know, the Ravens brought in some insurance because of their injuries, and they may have heard that, and it stuck mm-hmm. in their brain, and I, I feel bad, man. Well, this feels like a big change of heart from AR because typically mm-hmm. he doesn't want me to give the second chances or the help. Oh, no, he's it's the, one answer and you're done. He's the bad cop when it comes no, to no. the prizes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, I just I want it to be legit for everyone. And if someone's getting multiple guesses, that was the only problem I ever had when CB was giving to try again. No, there's somebody else waiting. Uh, I thought I've heard you say multiple times the questions aren't hard enough. <laughs> I just don't want the questions to be Googleable. That's all. Oh, man. Um, but you, the, listen, I'm only going off what you're saying. If you, you this is on you, if you executive just, decision, listen, the man. tickets are gone. They're gone. You know what? They want to be nice. They got the question wrong. They did, but I feel bad that they got it wrong. I'm a technicality. So hey, but the, here's the thing: we got tickets to give away all week. True, golf show tickets all week. So maybe they'll circle back around and we'll get them right then. 
Maddie, Ice, you're, you're exactly right on that. All right, so Saturday <laughs> was National Cheese Lovers Day. If you do enjoy cheese, what is your favorite kind? Ooh. It's. That's my favorite kind. It's. Cheese it. Oh, boom, boom. He'll be here all week, folks. He'll be here Sorry. all week. I am going my to. My favorite kind of cheese. It's. See, if we're talking just slices like on a nice sandwich, I'm going to roll with Colby Jack. I'm a wow. big Colby Jack cheese type of guy. So I'm going to do that. If you're telling me my favorite way to consume cheese outside of pizza, it's nachos all day and tomorrow. But a nice slice of Colby Jack on a sandwich? Oh, yeah. That works. Is it melted? No, I don't need to melt it on Okay. Throw it on there cold. Right. A little room temp. You can't handle the truth. All right. We were starting to go down this path with, with that Buffalo and Kansas City game, but losing on a missed field goal or losing on a game-winning drive. If your favorite team had to be put in that position, which outcome would you prefer? I would much rather lose on a game-winning drive because I would be, at some point in time, CB, I would accept that that quarterback and that offense just (laughs) executed and got it done. When you lose the way that Buffalo did, that's just Mm. tough. When the ball, you as a Bills fan, when it's not a Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs or James Cook, you want those guys to make the mistake, if you will, and not the kicker. So I'm going to go with I'd, I'd much rather deal with a game-winning drive type in L than the missed field goal. Well, it's funny because my the two most heartbreaking losses in Vikings history, for me, have come on. One was on a missed kick. Gary Anderson, who hadn't missed a kick all yeah. season long in 90, this would be the 99 NFC title game against Atlanta. Could have put us up 10, and that would have iced it. Um, so we've missed on a kick we didn't make, yet we didn't lose the game. The defense then let them go down and tie the game. So that's... Yeah. And then the Favre interception, certainly against New Orleans play and all the CB. fumbles. Play no, no, don't, don't play it. Type in Favre interception. You don't have to play it. Why I did I even hear it. say it? I, I want to hear it. I shouldn't have said anything. It's because an all-time the, clip. I know it's bad for you, but this is an all-time clip for a lot of NFL fans. Oh, there we go. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Oh, I hope the man. Chiefs go in there next weekend and take you guys apart. Why? Now. Because Just I, for that. Because I played an all-time NFL clip that NFL fans have listened to for years. Now now he wants my team eliminated, CB. You see how my boy just did me right there, man? That's cold-blooded. I need all the support I can get. You are, you know I'm already worried about this Taylor Swift theory we, that's the out way, there. By the way, we would have beaten the Colts in the Super Bowl. I know we would have. had them. Yeah, we would have. Um, so anyway, so I've missed on a kick that we should have had, an interception. Um, I've missed on an extra point, the Blair Walsh project, where he missed that little, you know, laces out um, against the Seahawks. I've lost on a push-off by the Dallas Cowboys. I've lost and just getting blown to bits. I can't remember. I don't think we've been beaten on, well, I guess you could call the Atlanta drive. What did you say you'd rather lose on a game-winning game winning drive? Like a team, if I knew oh, that that, that offense down? earned it and just beat us yeah. and got all, I can deal with that. The missed field goal, man, that's just sickening for me. Would be. Okay, see, in my mind, I'm going the other way. I'm I'm losing on a kick the other team made. So I'm, my mind is, is wrong. Um, all right, I'm with Maddie. It's probably easy. 
It's prob- Although it's probably easier for me to just put it all in the kicker. You know? So I'd rather... So what's, I, your, what's your final answer? I guess I'd rather, miss, I'd rather lose on a missed kick because... If my whole team let a team go all the way down the field 80 or 90 yards, that's more painful to me. But what if all it's we like, needed was one stop? For me, but for me, it's like if Mahomes does that to my Ravens this week, I can live with that. It's it's Pat Mahomes, man. We've seen him do it. Okay. But you're saying, hey, you'd rather roll the field goal. I get it. And the truth <laughs> shall set you free. <laughs> if He's you got, got a tweet. What's his Matty like? just twisted the knife in my back. Well, that's all right. Well, then yeah. it was a while ago. I, I took the knife out of my back. It just it's gonna be a fun week. Him. It's one of those for me, like you play to win the game type of clips. Like it's just Arr. one of those all timers. Before we get out of here, if you missed Stephen Means, Mike Tanier, and a lot more, wherever you get your podcast, type in Rothman and Ice, and we will be there waiting. All right, it was outstanding to have you guys along for the ride. Here we'll go back to three hours strong tomorrow at high noon. Comrade T Bone, take you through the afternoon right here on the fan. Big Voice Guy here to remind you that you're listening to The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Okay, thanks. I have three more seconds. Uh, bye-bye. This is a fan action update. Patrick Mahomes moves to 8-3 and three straight up and 9-1-1 one and one against the spread as an underdog. Chiefs open up a three-point underdog against Baltimore with a money line of plus 140. In the last 20 years, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks are 58-24-2, as an underdog in the playoffs. This action update is brought to you by Mary Haven, Mary Haven Gambling Intervention Program, where free help is available to gamblers and their loved ones. I'm Scotty Vegas. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Good afternoon, I'm Ryan Baker. What a weekend for Ohio State sports. On Saturday, the men's hoops team snapped that three-game losing streak, beating Penn State 79-67. Then yesterday, the women's team upsetting number two, Iowa, 192. In overtime, the Lady Bucks jumped six spots in the AP poll to number 12. Combine that with the wrestling team getting two wins, the men's volleyball team getting two wins, including knocking off number one, UCLA. The women's ice hockey team sweeping Minnesota Duluth. The men's and women's swim and dive teams beating Michigan and the football team getting quarterback Julian saying it was a great weekend to be a Buckeye. Conference championship games in the NFL are set. In the AFC, it'll be the Ravens hosting the Chiefs and in the NFC, the 49ers host the Detroit Lions. This one's sponsored by Awaken 180 Weight Loss, converting more cushion for the pushing into less junk in the trunk. 21,000 success stories. Create yours at Awaken180WeightLoss.com for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.